it's Lily. And it's Mikey. And we are And we have managed to return. <laughs> we are back, baby! From the Dark and Black! Well, at least my pants are black. My shirt's like gray. <laughs> That's great. But to like a colorblind person, or wait, wait, maybe to a dog, it looks a little more black. Say, I think it would be gray to a colorblind. If it was person. black and white <laughs> photo lens, you might be like, "That's kind of dark. It could be black." <laughs> but hey, my pants are black. That's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. Uh, life has been going on and whatnot, and we isn't it interesting a- how life goes on and on and on. <laughs> Whether you want it to or not. Yeah. So, anywho, um, today we are going to keep it a little light. And like, are we talking like light, like light tea or like <laughs> light mayonnaise? We're talking like uh, less calories topic. <laughs> not as much saturated fat. Definitely. So okay. To, you know, just to get us back in the groove, uh, I thought we would we would keep it light. And today we're going to talk about things that are strange, weird, like facts. Strange, weird facts that you know you don't probably know. Okay. We'll find out which ones you do. I like learning know. new things, but these are weird things, and we like and weird strange. Things. Yes. When you're strange. No one remembers your name when you're strange. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Michael. All of a sudden, I feel lost. <laughs> I'm just singing. I feel strange. You can either choose to join in or let me run it. It's fine. I do know the song. Okay. Okay. But you're not you're not listening to us to hear me sing. I know. Or are you? La Okay, I'm done. Okay. So I want to start with one. Just I figure we'll just dive in deep, really, like straight out of the gate. We're so hardcore. So we're not like stepping into the shallow end of the no. pool. We're going straight for yeah, like the we're high dive. For really weird stuff. Where you go, you mm-hmm. can't even see the bottom of the pool. Yes. Sweet. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Striking your head against the wall, you can lose 150 calories an hour. Yeah, but how many brain cells do you lose an hour? I'm wondering, like, is the weight that you lose brain cells that you just smash to pieces? Uh, <laughs> it's a neck exercise. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's forcing the blood from your head. <laughs> Can you believe that? I just thought that was the craziest thing. Hey, you know, <laughs> so, random fact, if you do find yourself banging your head against the wall, you might actually lose weight. <laughs> And watch, there's people who are all, like, worried about some upcoming um, dance or, or uh, vacation or holiday trip, and they're sitting there, like, sneaking into a back room and making sure no one notices and bashing their head. It's fine, folks. Just make sure you wear a helmet. <laughs> okay. It's important, man. Wear a helmet. You can lose the calories and save yourself neck trauma. Okay, and, and we're going all over the place here. I like so, that one. That's a good one. I know, right? Something to consider. Okay, this is just a funny fact. In 2014, a missing woman on vacation in Iceland was found when it was discovered that she was in the search party looking for herself. Wait, um, <laughs> who are we looking for again? Oh, wait, I'm here! 
How long we've been looking? I'm very sorry. <laughs> very sorry. She obviously didn't know what was going on. <laughs> she thought, oh, I'll help you find a lost girl. Well, the picture must not have been very good because you think someone else around her would be like, wait a minute. I think she's, I found her. Wait, are you trying to be found? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking for someone. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I thought that you would like that So one. not only can you lose weight and brain cells from banging her head on the wall, maybe you can also... That. you. Can, <laughs> maybe that's what she was doing before. Maybe she was losing some weight effectively and then <laughs> didn't realize that she was being searched for. I mean, I've had times I've looked for my phone when I was literally using it. But I think that's next level when you're like looking for or uh, or where's my glasses when they're on your head? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or your pencil. The other day yeah. that happened with my wife. She's like, "Where's my phone?" I'm like, "You're holding it." Oh. Okay, this one's great. I just found out. You know how I just wish that you guys could just throw my body in the ocean. Yeah, I die. Like yeah. that's what I want, but it's not okay. Well, guess what you can do now? There's a company that turns dead bodies into ocean reef. So. For those who romanticize a barrel at sea, the company Eternal Reefs offers an innovative solution. It mixes the cremated remains of a person with concrete to, rec- to create a pearl into which lives or lived one loved ones can put. You're going to get through this, Lily. <laughs> Keep reading. I believe in you. <laughs> loved ones can etch personal messages, handprint, or environmentally. Friendly and mementos can also go there. And the pearl is then encased in a reef wall that is dropped into the sea where it provides a new habitat for fish and other sea life. I feel like that's more useful than just putting a body in the ground. I agree. Let's give back to Mother Earth. We'll just become part of the Great Barrier Reef. It needs help anyway. Yeah, I want fish to crap on me after I'm dead. Yeah, and you you know, people can have little pearls with messages for you inside. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a kinder surprise but it's an yes it's a reef surprise if you would like to find my remains i'm at latitude 59 <laughs> longitude i don't even know how that grid system works <laughs> until some crazy like fishing boat person comes through with their giant bottom dragging nets and rip your rip okay your- that's that's an that's another topic learen <laughs> We know the oceans are dying, okay? That's why we need some fake reef, okay? It's helpful. I feel like you can't knock the fishermen if you go to Popeye's and get shrimp. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I ate some sushi today. It's like those people that are like, wow, <laughs> gasoline vehicles are evil. We should all have electric. And then you see them driving around an SUV <laughs> and flying around in a private jet. My point is is that you can't guarantee that your your reef will be safe, but... You can put one in there. And I'm, I'm down for that. You guys can make me into a reef, okay? I think the whole family should just become a, a reef. We can call the reef the family name. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea. Excellent. I know. I'm on board. <laughs> I feel like I need to make adjustments to my plans for when I die. I know. I was so Like, I need to I change my will. I have to call my attorney right now and be like, yo, we're not buying no coffin. Mm-hmm. Ain't no tombstone. We are building a reef. I think dad would even love that. Our dad. I could even put a little stone next to it that'd be like, here lies a wannabe merman. <laughs> I, I almost became a merman. I, this, is closest, this is as close as on I could your, get. On your coral, it says almost a merman. Almost a merman. <laughs> Mer-reef. <laughs> okay, this one's really cool. Okay. I didn't know. 
I'm enjoying this, Lily. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. So vacuum cleaners were originally horse drawn. <laughs> now I want to know what do you do if your horse poops while you're vacuuming? <laughs> One of the earliest known vacuum cleaners was so large that it had to be hauled from house to house by a horse-drawn carriage. It's giant. Well, but you don't use it in the house. It just needs to be dropped off. But they were still horse-drawn. I just think it's funny. It's giant hoses. Hey, the tech's gotten better. Uh, Look at the first computer. It was like the size of a room or something. And now we have like little supercomputers that are the size of a microchip. So giant hoses were. That's a rough sale. Okay, it's like an RV. Like, you have to own a truck to buy an RV. All right, so if you want to have this sucking device to clean up your inside of your house, you need a horse and buggy <laughs> to yeah. transport it or move it around. Yeah, exactly. So giant hoses were popped through windows of customers, and a gas-powered motor generated the suction that pulled the dirt and debris into the glass container where the onlookers could gawk at the volume of filth coming from their neighbor's house. Oh, wow. So you could be shamed. (laughs) Hey, at least they're doing something about it. Your neighbors. I'd be like, yeah, look at all the crap I'm taking out of my house. You're not sucking stuff up. How how nasty is your house? How many many of them were out there standing there just gawking and, oh, look at how much... Okay, well, so so years ago when I was first married, um, I was a carpet cleaner. And so... um, I remember that. Oh, yeah. And that was hard work. Talk about, you know, losing calories. It's a lot more effective than banging your head against the wall, hauling around those hoses. Yeah. And we would clean apartment buildings where you'd climb up flights of stairs, and those those hoses were heavy. Yes. But anyway, uh, there's a filter... That catches everything. Obviously, it has to have a filtration system. Mm -hmm. And that's something you would empty out at the end of the day or after a job if it was nasty enough. See it all gross. But then at the end of the day, not only would you have to clear out the filter, which was disgusting. Mm -hmm. It was always full of hair and who knows what Uh else. But then on top of that, the, the water that you do the extractions with, there obviously there's a tank where it's it goes Mm -hmm. into. So we had like a uh, irrigation place where it was safe to, you know, release the the water. I don't know if I want to know what you're telling me right now. <laughs> it might be just... Let's just say if you've got perfectly clean, lovely Tahitian water, think of the hell version of that on the complete <laughs> other side of the spectrum. And that's what I would pump out into the sewage system. Ew. So, hey, think about it, though. I bet you that there were those... People who were like trying to like sweep stuff out of their house and everything before the vacuum came because nah, they're paying. I'm sure they're paying good money for that service. They wanted to be like smiling at their neighbors and be like, "Yes, I afford the vacuum." Yeah, see, look at how clean my house is. Yeah, see, they're not being shamed. They're like, "You peasants, I get to have someone else suck all the nasty stuff out of my house. Look how awesome I am." All right, are you ready? Ready. Next one. Next. McDonald's introduced drive-thru service due to the military. Did you say McDonald's or McDonald's? McDonald's. It almost sounded like you said McDonald's. McDonald's. (laughs) Hey, I just was saying it fast. (laughs) You know. All right. So uh, now my brain's caught up in the McDonald's. Tell me again. what what They were, you know, how we ended up with drive-thru. Yeah. Well, it got introduced. That service got introduced by McDonald's due to the military. Let me explain oh. why. 
Let me explain why, because I didn't know this. The first McDonald's drive-thru was installed in a restaurant based in um, Sierra Vista, Arizona, located near Fort... Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Yeah. Sorry, military so, people. So it's near, near a base. <laughs> Hauchacha. It's like native military installation. Military rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public. What? I know, right? And they weren't about- uh, Didn't McDonald's get started in like the 50s or 60s or something? Um, it wasn't like 1910. I'm just telling you what, it, what this okay. is. It says this is true facts. Uh, they weren't about to change into- Citizen outfits. Yeah, they'd have to like change their yeah, clothes in their car to go get a burger. Yeah. yeah, and run back to the base. So restaurant manager David Rich came up with a solution: cut a hole in the wall and allow members of the military to pick it up and order orders without stepping out of their cars. The convenience and simplicity of the idea quickly caught on. Excellent. Yeah. So that that you yeah, Fine. Why go into a restaurant and sit down and enjoy your food when you can try and shovel it down your throat while you drive? Okay, this is a great one. This is this is going to be one that you're not going to see coming. You know, I didn't see any of these coming. <laughs> these are pretty random. I love it. I mean, it's Good. we're going from banging our heads to the wall to horse buggy <laughs> vacuums to you know, yeah, the invention of the drive-through. I like it. Here we go, Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Thank you. I just can't talk today. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. They, they could. We could say that, but like. <laughs> the fun part of doing our podcast is watching you put your words sometimes. Well, because I just never know how to say anything. Dyslexia is real. Okay. And I <laughs> okay, Alfred Hitchcock was frightened of eggs. Really? The master of suspense, who terrified audiences with movies like Psycho, The Birds, considered himself an ovophobe. Someone frightened of eggs. He explained. Ovo, meaning like <laughs> oval shapes in general? Maybe. I don't know. He just said it's eggs. I'm frightened. So if like a chicken egg is scary, what would like <laughs> an ostrich egg, an ostrich egg do? Like, <laughs> that would be. He'd be like screaming. He, he might just die from being so scared. So in 1963, in an interview, he said, I'm frightened of eggs. Worse than frightened. They revolt me. That white round thing without any holes. And when you break it inside, there's that yellow thing round with all Without any holes, blood is jolly red, but egg yolk is yellow, revolting. I've never tasted it. Well, my <laughs> mouth started to water while he was on his... I know, I'm all yes. When he nice was lamenting, round. I'm like, ooh, yolks, mm, <laughs> white. I want an omelet. <laughs> exactly. That is very interesting. I know, who would have thought? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have admitted that to anyone because... <laughs> Can you imagine how many people made fun of him after that? When I was young. I would, like, run after him, like, try holding up eggs. <laughs> like, hey, Alfred. Look what I found in the tree today. Mm, a little roll <laughs> Would egg. you like an omelet? <laughs> this one's This blue. one's a hard-boiled egg. You don't have to worry about the runny stuff. It's solid. It's solidified. <laughs> You'd be, like, terrified of you. <laughs> you. You have, like, a, a what's it called? Um, one of those things where you can't get close to someone. Yeah. Well, you know, I would order. <laughs> I would egg his house for fun, but you know, with oh, with the so with mean. the price of eggs right now, maybe I don't want to want <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, no. You know, when I was younger, I wouldn't eat eggs because I said they were chickens' periods, and it grossed me out. But that's not a fear of eggs. That's different. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it kind of is if you think about it. It's unfertilized egg. I'm sorry. Okay, never mind. Just I'm just. I guess I was weird. Can I just oh. apologize? <laughs> 
born on behalf of myself for what my sister just said and what she might have done to your perception of the egg. In fact, after she said that, you might be like Alfred. You may be like, screw eggs. That's gross. I'm, that's terrifying. <laughs> Lego bridge in Germany that you can walk across. I believe it. That's where you need to take your kids next, I think. You know how strong plastic can be with a little bit of super glue? <laughs> I just think it'd be fun to be on a Lego bridge. I mean, I used to play with Legos. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Well, I took my kids to Legoland this past summer, and it's actually kind of cool. Like, it's not as epic as, like, Disneyland. I mean... The rides are like half scale cool. Mm-hmm. Like their biggest, freakiest roller coaster is like a tiny meh roller coaster. So it's more designed for the little little kids. But they do have an area in the park which is way cool because they build miniature but large sized replicas of things. Cool. Like famous things, like a big Washington DC building or like downtown New York. And they're like, That's cool. Yeah, they're pretty, they're big, but. I mean, they're Lego size, yeah, but not like itty bitty. Like you walk through the down the line, I was like snapping pictures, like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, oh, San Francisco! I don't even have to go there. Just imagine myself a little smaller, and I'm there. It was cool. Oh heck yeah! All right, ready? Plug for Lego. This is interesting here. Squirrels are behind most power outages in the USA. Just well, they need to stop thinking. Neighborhood they they got to stop thinking that power lines are acorns, apparently. <laughs> they just start chewing on them. Squirrels are the most frequent cause of power outages in the U.S. The APPA even developed a data tracker called the Squirrel Index that analyzes the pattern and timing of squirrels' impact on electrical power systems. Turns out the peak times of the year for squirrel attacks are from May to June and October to November. Mm. There you go. Can you imagine you're at a dinner party and this one guy's like, yeah, I'm a computer analyst. What do you do? Well, I'm glad you asked. I've been analyzing squirrels and their behaviors and how to prevent them from chewing and messing up power lines. <laughs> and power grids. <laughs> Okay. I bet that paid big bucks too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I honestly I'm surprised by that because I I would have thought it would have been either like lightning strikes, mm-hmm. high winds, yep. or like they even had a warning out because like on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. people get all these balloons with high helium. Uh-huh. And then they accidentally let them go outside and they'll get caught in power lines and cause issues for the power company. Oh, I didn't know they would cause issues. Oh yeah! I, they just I actually like heard nothing. a warning on the radio. They're like, um, "Please, with your balloons. <laughs> please mind your balloons this Valentine's Day. <laughs> Think of the power grid. Woo-hoo. Use balloons responsibly." All right, ready. Squirrel problems. Um, this is really funny. You'll find this very interesting. You're more likely to get a computer virus from visiting religious sites than porn sites. I did not see that. That was not something I could perceive in my mind would be true. According to research from security firm uh, Somatic, religious websites carry three times more malware threats than pornographic sites. What? (laughs) They found the average number of security threats on a religious site was around 115 compared to an adult content site, which carried around 25. (laughs) It's like 
way more. <laughs> wow. That is shocking. <laughs> so when you think you're going to talk, when your kids are like, I want to just go look up Jesus, you might want to think about watching over that. Just don't go to any crazy <laughs> lunatic, you know, <laughs> religious sites. Yeah, well, it doesn't say they're lunatic ones. It just says that. Well, then how did all that crap get in there? <laughs> I mean, they're trying to tell you about Jesus, and I guess they're... Hey, really Liara, I think it. this <laughs> is not true. It can't be true. It's true. It's true. Okay, ready? This is cool. A woman who lost her wedding ring found it 16 years later on a carrot in her garden. Whoa. Her carrot found it for her. It was like, don't worry. Yeah, so it fell into the ground, worked its way into the soil. And it's going down and it's like, oh, I ran into a ring that's buried. I'm just going to find this for her and just slipped right on. Wow. Yeah. Happy day. I know. I would do a happy dance jig. I would be like, you carrot, I shall not. I feel like I would... I would want to keep the carrot. I know, and I wouldn't want to eat him. And find a way to preserve it yeah. and keep the ring on there just so you could prove to people what it did. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could take a picture. That's kind of weird, huh? So, What yeah. a cool story. I know. Like, happy finds in the garden. Another cool fact. Spider webs were used as bandages in ancient times. Oh. Ancient Greece and Rome, doctors used spider webs to make bandages for their patients. Spider webs supposedly have natural, antiseptic, and antifungal properties, which can help keep wounds clean and prevent infection. So they're not just wow. like, yeah. So not only does it act as like a bandage, but it's medicinal. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It also but what types of webs? Because I know some webs, they would have to be pretty thick. You'd have to get stronger ones, I'm guessing. Like black widow webs. <laughs> can you know. imagine being that guy? Okay, Vern. You like we need some web? more bandages. We need you to go back into the... In the we need in the uh, black widow we, den. Yeah, we need uh, this. You know, they're like picking different spiders based off how bad the the damage is. <laughs> but it, it says it also said that spider webs are rich in vitamin K, which helps promote clotting. So next time you're out of band aids, just head to your attic and grab some, you know, web cilium. Or you know, Shrek was onto something. <laughs> When he was out on his little walk in the first Shrek movie, and he gets a stick and catches yeah. spiders and webs, and he hands it to her like cotton candy. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff in there. Well, you know, I Chef Ramsay says that um, bird spiders' legs taste like crab legs. So I'm down. I'll try it. Uh, just don't tell me what it is, and I'll eat it. <laughs> okay. I've eaten some weird things in my time, though. So Sometimes, if just knowing what it is... Makes it hard to eat, even though it actually yeah, it tastes, tastes doesn't good. taste bad. Yeah, it was like that when I ate a sheep intestine sandwich. So i i uh, I was in Africa. I was in Africa for a time, mm-hmm. and there's a dish in the country I was in called matlimbi. Uh huh. And matlimbi is a dish from the. Um, oh my gosh! Am I going to start forgetting names? Oh no! The uh, man. So they were they were they lived in inhabited South Zimbabwe. They ran away from uh, Chaka Zulu, the Zulu people. Ndebele, it's the Ndebele people. So the Ndebele is would eat matlimbi, and it's fried caterpillars. And they were kind of scratchy on the way down. Uh, they didn't taste like chicken, but it was actually pretty good. Hmm. Once you got past the scratchy on the way down part, you're like, oh my gosh, I just ate caterpillars. Hey, there's a you know, but there's a lot of good nutrients in them. Yeah, a lot of the other countries in the world eat lots of locusts, unlike the Americans. Well, there's actually restaurants now in big cities that are like posh, fancy restaurants that use all their protein as 
insects. Yeah, and, they're like, try our and you'd be like, organic you're crickets. You're saving the rainforest. You're not, they're not tearing them down for cows if you're eating yeah. insects. Yeah. You know, you could be like proactive. Eat some cockroaches. <laughs> so the inventor of Pringles, you know, the Pringles. Oh, of yeah. course. Once you um, pop, you can't stop, baby. Yeah. He, he was so proud of his invention that he is now buried in one. What? In 1966, Frederick in like a Carr Pringles developed, container? Yeah. Developed the ingenious idea of Protector and uh, Gamble to... Proctor and Gamble. Yeah, and uniformly stacked chips inside, you know, a can. He was so proud of his invention that he wanted to take it to the grave literally. He, he communicated his burial wishes to his family and when he died at the age of 89, his children stopped at Walgreens on the way to the funeral home to buy his burial Pringle, Pringles can. Oh, okay. So they just, he just had a Pringles can put in his casket. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if he made I a thought, giant Pringles can? Well, that's what I was thought. I thought his <laughs> casket was like a Pringles. <laughs> that was what popped in my head too. Great minds. <laughs> yeah, it well. It was more cooler to think that they made a giant Pringles yeah. can and just stuck him in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? Good on him. You know, get buried with your invention. I love that I found out, like, stuff that I never knew. This has been fun. So, like, listen to this one. I didn't know this either. Okay. Sunglasses were originally designed for Chinese judges to hide their facial expressions in court. I guess they don't want you to know what they're thinking. Pa-pa-pa-poker <laughs> face, pa-pa-poker face. They're like, you'll never know what I'm, if I'm going to put you to death or not. <laughs> you'll never know. You can't read my eyes. <laughs> hey. Well, you know, it fulfilled its purpose, and then it went on to perform a much more grand purpose to serve humanity. <laughs> so, thank you. Okay, ready for some irony? Cotton candy was invented by a dentist. <laughs> okay, guys, we need to up the amount of cavities found in our area. What can we do? Hey. Okay, let's take sugar. I need a Pure boat. sugar. I need a boat. And let's, let's turn this. it into a fluffy thing that kids like to squish down. And have them suck on it for hours. And it'll be cheap, too. <laughs> Cha-ching! Oh, I think it's so That great. dentist is brilliant. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get paid. He's like, here, have more. <laughs> he's like, while you're at it, take a shot of this pure sugar water. <laughs> okay. So. Uh. Let me see. It would only take one hour to drive to space. I thought that was really interesting. Well, how fast do you drive it? <laughs> um, I guess. What kind of miles 16, per hour 60. are we talking? 60? Yep. Really? If you got into your car, turned on the ignition, and drove up to the sky at 60 miles per hour, it would take you just an hour to get to outer space. I mean, it seems like it should be a lot longer than that to me, but that's just me. I mean... What do you That's think? kind of a cool fact. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I would have guessed like maybe two or three hours. I would have too, because I you want to think that it's but, up there. But then, like, what's the definition of space? Just outside of our well, probably where out of our solar, like out of our what's it called? Our the protector around Earth. The ozone layer. <laughs> the protector of planet Earth, also known as the ozone layer. Thank you, Ozone Layer, for protecting us. <laughs> okay, it's the is, gateway to space, apparently. This is something else that just doesn't make sense to me. 
Okay. A cloud can weigh more than a million pounds. Clouds are not. Well, do you know how much water weighs? Yeah, but how do they stay up in the sky if they weigh that much? Because they're big. Because they're dispersing. I don't know. Because they're exceedingly large. (laughs) When you consider a rain cloud drops, you know, inches of rain on the ground, water weighs a lot, man. Uh, yeah. Water is heavy. Well, they were saying that's how you guess it's the water. And a cloud is just water in vapor form. Yeah, but I mean, we go up through the clouds in an airplane. So we're like hitting a, a million pounds with the airplane. Well, that's why they say light First. is a feather, not light is a cloud. <laughs> I guess so. But they are poofy. They seem like they would be light. Yeah, so it, they appear, but he says um, by calculate they're calculated by taking the water density of the cloud and multiplying it by its volume. Yes. Uh, and I mathematics, so folks, the science don't lie; they're heavy. <laughs> I just know that maybe I can have my dream of walking on clouds someday because I wouldn't mind. I've dreamt about it before. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is really funny. What if I want to walk on the water? There are people who say that's possible. I know it's possible. (laughs) So I just need to increase my faith. Okay, moving on. (laughs) So this is, okay, it can't be the queen now. It would be her son. But the uh, Rest in peace, queen. Yes. Yes. Anyway, the royalty... Owns all the swans in England. All of them. Yeah, according to British law. Anyone- I hereby, thenceforth and forever, <laughs> lay claim to all, all of the swans. I have purchased them all. <laughs> and since I have purchased them all, therefore, thus for and forever, each one that is born from those I have purchased belong to me. All of them. All of them. So yeah, it says according to British. So law, if I kill a swan, it's I can I be like you just murdered, put to death. You just mur- murdered the king's swan because he's a king now, right? I mean, he should be. He's, or yeah. do they still call him prince? I whatever. Anyway, it's 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 obviously now his. But it says the law. <laughs> any unclaimed swan swimming in the open waters of England and Wales belongs to the queen. The law originated in medieval times when swans were a delicacy for the wealthy, but it is still oh, stands today. They were trying to protect the poor folk from eating their swans, eh? Yeah, I guess. No. But it's, it still stands today. Queen Elizabeth II also upholds um, centuries-old tradition with the swans. Every year during the third week of July, all swans in the River of Times or Thames are counted for the queen in a practice called swan-upping. I guess they stopped that. Are you ready <laughs> for some swan upping? She wants to know how many swans she owns, I suppose. At least in, in the river. <laughs> I feel like that would be a great tradition. All right, let's do some swan upping, people. Let's go to the river and count the swans for the queen. Ooh. Woohoo. Okay, check this out. A fortune cookie company once foretold the lottery, resulting in 110 winners. What? 
That must have been just some lucky random numbers that worked out. The probability of that being a thing is actually quite staggering. That's that's pretty impressive. In 2005, one Powerball draw had a shocking 110 second place winners who all attributed their luck to a fortune cookie. Wow. The folks in the Powerball were suspicious. Typically, there are just four or five second place winners. However, no foul play was involved. So, kids, what do we learn from this? Fortune cookies are good for don't, lottery. For one, <laughs> don't throw the fortune cookie away. Accept it with gladness. If it gives you a lotto number, go buy a lottery ticket. Oh, this is just weird. Are you so ready? you can waste your money and not get it. Are you anything? ready for something weird? I like weird. A woman with two uteruses gave birth to two twins less than a month after having a baby. Whoa. So she was holding three in the oven? <laughs> that's a big oven. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Wowzers. I'm just saying, that's like instant family. I Surprise! It's like, well, I mean, and think of it. Her it's not as bad as chances. like... It's got two, you know. Yeah. The, 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 little, the little swimmers have two different areas they can go <laughs> diff- up into. Looking there are for- multiple... Pa- <laughs> Egg options. Yeah, there. <laughs> you, you can go to the right or the left. Yeah, exactly. You've got you've got more options wow. here. Wow. There's more of a chance for survival. <laughs> what an anomaly. That's crazy. <laughs> ah, I just think that's nuts. Sheesh. <laughs> like, oh, you want to hear something that special? That literally has to be the only you time that's ever happened. Special about me? I have two uteruses. <laughs> I have a friend that has three nipples. If she has a problem with one of her uteruses, they can take it out and she can still have more babies. Wow. That's like nuts. Okay. Um, a moon bow is a rainbow that happens at night. I didn't know there were rainbows at night, did you? A moon bow? Yeah. <laughs> but if it's dark, how do you see it? If a storm is passing... And the sun starts shining, you might be lucky enough to spot a rainbow, but did you know that you can see something just as amazing at night? While they're incredibly unusual, moon bows or lunar rainbows are caused by the reflection, refraction, and dispersion of light and tends to happen most often in places where waterfalls and mist are, which is why we don't ever see it because we're not around waterfalls and mist, but that's so cool, right? And look how well I said those words. I did not miss any of them. <laughs> I feel proud. I'm, I'm very proud of you, Lily. Good job. I want to see a Moombo now. Moombo. We need to go hang out around waterfalls at night. <laughs> that be no. That makes sense though, because there's enough light. Ref- if there's enough light reflecting off the moon, it probably have to be like a full moon. But if there's enough, yeah, you could see a. You could see a rainbow <laughs> at nighttime. Cool. Uh, Sign me up. I'm down. Let's go. Here's a fun one for you. Okay. Scientists discovered an organism with a disappearing butt. <laughs> now you see it, now you don't. The cone jelly. They would be the perfect, like, <laughs> incognito mooners. You could be like... <laughs> was I mooning you or was I? You can't see it anymore. Uh, do you even see a butt on me? I don't know what you're It was a about. figment of your imagination. I did no such thing. <laughs> the cone jelly, also known as the watery cone jelly... Sea walnut. Has, of course, it's a sea creature. They got There's a, so many weird has a creatures. Disappearing butt. <laughs> I want to know how that 
that works. Hey, you know what? That could be a really good act. You know, a magician act. Well, you know, something Watch about- me make my butt disappear. You know, if you have some, a, if you have an animal that's coming at you, just like going to grab you in the butt, you could just disappear your butt, right? Yeah. So it has a translucent. What if you need to go to the bathroom really bad and you got to hold it longer? <laughs> that would you can't awful. poop without a butt. Just <laughs> make it disappear. So it has a translucent anus in any other animals that, okay, they don't know of any other animals that have a translucent anus. Um, it's not visible when the animal is not pooping. There's no trace oh. under the microscope. It's invisible. You can only so see it only, it's pooping. Only sh- <laughs> wow. <laughs> like literally the guy's checking and as soon as it's, I feel well, like it's not pooping. If you, you believe in God, it. this is proof that God has a sense of humor. <laughs> okay, ready? This is this is some people are special. Okay. Someone tried to sell New Zealand on eBay. <laughs> I will start the bidding at drum roll. One million dollars. <laughs> Wow. What okay. I want to know is who bid on that crap? <laughs> yeah, like, Maybe oh, people bid on it just so they could show their friends, look, I've got a bid in for New Zealand. <laughs> okay. The time's almost running out. I'm about to win. <laughs> the starting bid was one cent. Ooh. And after 6,000 hits and 22 bids, the selling price for New Zealand climbed all the way to, Ready? $3,000. Hey. <laughs> hey, if you have the disposable income, I would say just go ahead and do it just so you can say you did. I bought New Zealand on eBay. How much was it? It was only $3,000. <laughs> Eventually, eBay caught wind of the auction and pulled it from the site. Oh, party poopers. <laughs> How do you know it's not just a paper drawing of New Zealand? It could be a New Zealand figurine. It's like an action figure. You can buy New Zealand. <laughs> okay. Um, just to add on to that for interesting things sold on eBay. Okay. Um, a grilled cheese sandwich with the face of the Virgin Mary um, got sold to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, just of the Virgin Mary. And then they have Justin Timberlake's half-eaten French toast. Oh. Somebody bought that on eBay. Like, <laughs> disgusting. Good job, Justin. <laughs> All you have to do is just not finish your food. Yeah. <laughs> just make money. Hey, well, you know. Um, I mean, I get a little more a sandwich with the face of the Virgin Mary than Justin Timberlake's half-eaten French toast. That's just weird. Well, I mean, you know, people bought the dress that... Uh, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky was wearing when she was in the Oval Office with Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. There was a stain on it. We won't say what the stain was. <laughs> it w- it but w- she <laughs> kept the dress and sold it to an auction for thousands of dollars. There's a smart woman. Yeah. Okay. A London tomb is supposedly a time machine or teleportation chamber. Whoa. You want to go test that out? London's Bromp Cemetery. No, I've watched Sliders. <laughs> I would not like to be there. taken to an alternate universe or to another time. <laughs> Although, 
you could get really good in the stock market if you were to go back 10 years and see what's coming. Okay, this one's Can you imagine if you, if you could hop in the tomb, shoot back 20 years, and, and then sell all you own and just buy stock in Apple and, um, you know, Walmart? <laughs> That's what I do. Maybe I'll try it. All right. I'm going to the tomb, Lily. Will you come with me? Let's do it. Let's travel. Hey, we need to bring Let's the stuff. Let's travel. We need to bring the stuff for the back rooms while we're there. Oh, gosh. Maybe that's where it really goes. <laughs> no, thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> okay. Forget it. <laughs> so, okay. This is great. You're going to love this one. Sumo wrestlers make babies cry for good luck. No, wait. Let me explain it better. Well, but if, you know, a baby <laughs> cries, then you're fearsome, right? <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking, too. You shake your belly, and a child's like, ah! and you're like, all those cheeseburgers and rice patties were worth it. <laughs> See, I was thinking that too, that maybe they're like, yes, I am fierce. I scare babies. That's not what I can make a baby cry. <laughs> Watch me shake on the ground. Ooh. Okay, so here, here you go. While most parents do what they can to prevent or stop their babies from crying, that's not always the case in Japan. That's because it's a 400-year-old Japanese tradition Wow. That if a sumo wrestler can make your baby cry, it means he or she will live a healthy life. Wow. So you're like going up to sumo wrestlers and saying, please, please don't make my baby cry. <laughs> we may have found the cure for cancer. Let's take every baby ever born to Japan and let them get freaked out by a sumo wrestler. <laughs> I mean, 400 years Sorry, is a if, long Sorry, if time. anyone's offended by that. I don't, I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Stop being offended. Yeah, we love everybody and everything, including Cancer sumo. sucks, but I that's still want, funny. I need a pet sumo wrestler. Yeah? Just to carry around to the people I love's houses who have babies and be like, sumo wrestler, scare that baby. Liareth. I gave you blessings. Liareth, they, abol- <laughs> they abolish slavery. <laughs> Tis not him. lawful to own a human being. I'll feed him really well. <laughs> Well, depending on how good you feed them, they just might submit to that. <laughs> 50 dumplings a day. Okay. A 155-year-old a mouse trap successfully caught a mouse in 2016. Wow. <laughs> that was well made. Well made. <laughs> Dang, man. But now what? Do you, you can't keep that thing. You know how it'd be covered with disease. I mean, if you I almost feel around, like it's a waste. If you let it sit around for another hundred years, the all the all of the biological dangers will be gone. Oh, well, and it wouldn't really fulfill its purpose if it was made to catch mice and it yeah, didn't get to do its job. Well, think about it. I'm like, you know, obviously the traditionally made mouse trap is effective. So <laughs> do, does that mean we can officially call this mouse trap? Oh, whippersnapper. Oh. 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 See what Dad I did there? Dad joke. Whippersnapper. That's one old whippersnapper. Okay, this is kind of disturbing to me. I'm not okay. going to lie. A human could swim through a blue whale's veins. Wow. Michael's like, where's my swimsuit? I could I could, I could, be a blood clot in a whale. <laughs> the blue whale is the largest living creature. It's even larger wow. than most dinosaurs. Dude, its veins are like that. The blue whales. <laughs> Dang. Can be over 100 feet in length and weigh more than I feel, 100 tons. I feel so enlightened. 
I now get to live a higher, better self, knowing that I could swim in the veins of enormous a blue whale. arteries, which pump blood through their massive heart and in their vital organs. If a full human could swim through them, that's cool. Not saying that you should try it. <laughs> I can see the I can see the, the wheels turning. <laughs> I think that's so crazy. <laughs> cool fact. I like it. Hey, I'm gonna tell all my friends. It. Guess what? Random factoid. Mm-hmm. You could swim in the veins of a Would blue you like whale. to slip, swim in the veins of a... Now that's a tongue oh. twister. Swim <laughs> in the veins of a whale. Guess what? It reminds me of that. What was that uh, kids show where they had like the little, like school, the magic school bus. And oh. And swim through Yeah, the they shrink the bus yeah. down and mm-hmm. apparently those kids don't even need to shrink down. No, you just need a blue whale. <laughs> wow. Okay. And crying makes you feel happier. It does? Yeah. They don't. Sometimes if I have a good. Oh, Oh. I was about to say sometimes (laughs) if I let a good cry out, I feel better afterwards. Crying stimulates the uh, production of endorphins. This is why people like the chick flicks. It's a natural painkiller and feel. I don't like chick flicks that are sad. <laughs> well, don't they make you cry? Because you're like, oh my gosh, it's no, so beautiful. That's why they like Shakespeare. Oh. I figured it out. It's because he'd make them cry, right? Oh. The stories. Anyway, it's a natural painkiller. I didn't know that. And <laughs> uh, and feel-good hormones come out when you cry, like oxytocin. In short, crying more will ultimately leave you smiling more. Oh. You want to smile more, cry more. <laughs> so next time I think I make we you should cry, make a I'm t-shirt. Say, welcome. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll make you cry. You're welcome. <laughs> the, I have found the deep secret of true happiness. Get sad. <laughs> okay, you know how we were talking before about a dentist making cotton candy? Oh yeah. Do you want to hear what else it did? What else did they invent? <laughs> the electric chair was invented by a dentist. <laughs> They're already torturing people. <laughs> no offense, dentist. I already I have that device. You just got to um the, up the amps. I love the dentist. I love to go to the dentist. I like my teeth all healthy and, and everything else, but I'm just saying it doesn't always feel good. <laughs> yeah, I like the dentist. I don't like getting a root canal. Let's just put it that way. In 1890. 1890. Alfred P. Southwick. I like the name. Witnessed a drunk man die quickly after touching an ele- a live electrical generator. And I guess after that, he was like, what's that? Where you, where's that? I got an epiphany. What are they? An epiphany. Yeah, but what's the? Talking about hook? No, there's a word that I had an say. apostrophe. <laughs> I think you mean an epiphany. <laughs> Lightning just struck my brain. <laughs> For that guy that died, literally, that's what happened. Wow. <laughs> but so yeah. uh, I guess that unfortunate accident led to a lot of other people dying. That's kind of sad. Well, you know. I'd rather get electrocuted than stoned to death like in the biblical times. I'm just saying. It's not the worst way to go down. There's a reason they put a bag over their head. I don't want to tell you. Okay. All right. Stop. 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 <laughs> stop. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I just started to envision what you're about to say, and I might want to throw up in my mouth. Okay. We only have time for, like, two more. This one's great. Let's turn this around, okay? Turn it around. Almost 1,600 
63,000. Can, can you read numbers? <laughs> no. Almost 1,063,000 pints of Guinness are wasted in facial hair each year. Yes! Oh, the, <laughs> the beard has caught the remains. Someone How do they quantify that, too? <laughs> An actual, who signs up for that class? I want to know. Some drunk dude in a pub is like, man, you got quite a bit of beer in your beard. I wonder how much beer gets wasted every single year in beards. I want to know who got paid. Oh, wait, it, but Guinness. Yeah. So yeah. it would have been Scotland. Yeah. Or, no, Guinness is Irish. Irish, you shame. Oh, okay. Shame. Sorry. Shame. Sorry. Shame. Oh, you're right. <laughs> right. For St. Paddy's Day, they drink Guinness. So they'd be like, oh, man, can you imagine how much beer you waste in your beard every year? I'd like to figure that out. <laughs> Let's sit down and do the math. <laughs> oh, wait, stop. I need... I need to extract that beer from your beard so I know how much there is. <laughs> then I can start to do mathematics. <laughs> so, in actual research, research, sorry, I'm research. laughing. I'm laughing. Not so research. An actual research study commissioned by Guinness found an estimated 1,000, or sorry, 1, 600 or 60,000? 1,062,719 pints of Irish stout go to waste every year via mustaches. The study found that 0.56 millimeters of Guinness gets trapped in the average beard or mustache with each sip, and it takes about 10 sips to finish a pint. Oh, that there, there it is. There's the math. You keep track of how many sips get some in the beard, and then you know how much there is. The exact science. An estimated 92,370 um, Guinness consumers every year in the UK have facial hair, assuming they consume an average of one okay, yeah, no, they're, each year. They're making their point. They're breaking it right down. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> it's fact. <laughs> Okay, so um, <clears throat> grooves. This is this is something that now I have to test. I need to know. Grooves in the road on Route sixty six play "America the Beautiful." No. So if you're starting to doze off and you kind of go into the grooves. Oh, beautiful! Wake up! <laughs> oh, wake up! Wow. Mexico's Department of How on earth did they get those acoustics right? Dude, somebody had an important job. No, it's like little grooves all over in the road. You should come look at the picture that looks all like interesting. I believe you. But now I. Your car is like a record player on the road. I have another (laughs) item on my bucket list. You need to go there. I have to drive Route 66 and hear America the Beautiful. We can do it on the way to a LARP. I don't think there's going to be any LARPs off of Route 66, Lily. It's the it's the motorcycle game. No, yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna act like we're bikers and dress up as them and do a live action role play in a bar all weekend. <laughs> all right, New Mexico Department of Transportation decided to spice up the desolate quarter mile stretch of Route 66 between Albuquerque and Ijeras. You hear this? Okay. Because that J is definitely an H. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I think I did pretty good. Good job. 
Grooves were added in the road that play music when you drive on them. Going the speed limit of 45 miles an hour, the grooves work just like a rumble strips, which vibrate your car if you drift out of your lane. Yeah. These particular strips are positioned to create different pitches when you drive over them, and if you do, you can clearly hear America the Beautiful playing through the vibrations in your car. America! Wow. <laughs> we'll stop That's there. cool. That's where well, we're going to stop today. <laughs> I hope you have all felt super enlightened by our random weird facts. And Lily, thank you for all your preparations. You're welcome. I have really enjoyed this. It's too bad that I can't read words properly, but <laughs> you're getting the point. I, you could do a post like every day that people would go look at and be like, Lily's random list of facts. <laughs> yeah, so I thought I thought it would be fun. It's it's cold outside. I thought we'd have a little giggle over interesting yeah. facts. Oh man, it's so cold. They're they're even talking about uh, this weather system that's moving through. They might see snow in Southern California this week. Oh my god! Like snow flurries on a in Southern California. On a closing statement, just for you. Okay. This is this is a gift to you, Michael. Thank you. The majority of people in Iceland believe in elves. Well, yeah. <laughs> Your people are real. Your people are real. <laughs> yes. If you live in Iceland and you believe in elves, we can be friends. 60 per- 62% of Icelanders believe in real life elves. Awesome. Yeah. In fact, in 2014, protesters claimed and proposed highways would be destroyed in or that highway would dest- a highway would destroy an elf church, which to many was just a gigantic rock. Oh. And eventually the church was moved to a safe place so that it would not be harmed when their construction continued. Yeah, we can't hurt the elves. Not their church. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> folks. <have> good night. <laughs> on that note, sayonara. <laughs> Take care, everyone.